like this, I could see myself doing this for the rest of my life. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to, to another, another episode, episode of It's for, for the, the Table. We are the women of It's for the Table, and we want to bring a little something for everybody. That's right. To this table. We're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a Sunday brunch with each other, unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise kept in the dark. We're unapologetic. A little bit messy. But so ready to own our stories. So take an hour. Take off your bra if you're wearing one. one. Grab your drink of choice today. We are drinking Corona Lights. And a little bit of uh, coffee. And a little bit of coffee. We love that. Good mix. <laughs> and let's be heard. Together. together. Um, if you missed it, last week's episode was episode 43, where we talked about the Free Britney movement, and we unraveled a lot of other, um, pretty much celebrity stories of women being, I guess, put into the limelight in a negative way, and how media can affect that. Um, it's an interesting listen, and, you know, if you've missed it, you know, the Free Britney uh, documentary is out right now. We highly recommend it. Definitely check that out. We are on social media. We are on TikTok. Oh, we just put out a new TikTok. So definitely check that out. <laughs> We're also on Instagram and Twitter at It's For The Table. We have a Facebook page. Please like it. And if you're feeling nice and grateful today, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And share this episode with a friend. Definitely. So this week's episode is episode 44. Um, it is March. And we are basically about a year into... Into the two-week quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Supposed two-week quarantine. Yes. Uh, the quarantine that was supposed to last two weeks is now hitting a year marker. And we felt like it was important to talk about it and kind of bring it to light the severity of what it is today. And, mm -hmm. and really you know talk about how much it has affected everyone's lives yeah it, we in previous episode gabby and i have talked about the depression state of how we've felt during the whole quarantine i've lost my job numerous times gabby lost job opportunities due to the yeah. pandemic so from our perspectives you've heard from where we personally were mentally and physically yeah and so now it's time to showcase um someone that has dealt with it on a larger scale than just personally and that's professionally yeah who has had to work through this right and before we get into that um we do have a special guest mm -hmm. but we wanted to bring you know more importance to to what has been happening with the virus and you know obviously we, we record in pennsylvania and because we wanted it's still real i don't know if it's still real that. i don't know if you yeah the virus is real. It's, still real it's not a hoax fyi but uh pennsylvania numbers have hit uh 947,000 cases, uh, a total of 24,000 deaths. In the United States today, there are 28 million cases and 512,000 deaths. And worldwide, we have now hit 116 million cases and 2.5 million deaths. That is a lot of, a lot of lives uh, that are affected one way or another. Um, it's so sad. Yeah, it is really sad, and we definitely don't want to uh, hinder the importance of, of, of what it's done and, and how many people are affected by it. Um, and one thing that has really been a huge thing when it came to uh, quarantine and the virus was essential workers. Mm -hmm. You know, all the doctors and nurses and, you know, people praising UPS drivers and, and basically anybody that needed to be essential during those times that couldn't stop their work. And one of them being teachers. Mm -hmm. Teachers 
couldn't stop. They they, got they provided the most praise, but then they didn't get the pay that right. they deserve. And then everything that teachers do on a day to day basis, on top of what they were already doing regularly right. before the pandemic, already got, it's hard being a teacher. You're you're a babysitter. You're you're a parent. You're a teacher. A guardian. You're a coach. You're a mentor. Yeah. It, it is. I an educator. Can't even imagine what it's like to be a, a teacher in normal times and not getting the acknowledgement and recognition that you genuinely deserve from working so hard with kids for X amount of hours per week. A lot of my personal friends are teachers, so I yeah. saw that through them and their frustration. But this, during COVID, has been another level. Right. And I, I, I my heart. I can't take care them. of myself during COVID. I can't right. imagine taking care of other people. Right. Um, but we know a lot of people that are listening um, probably know one or two teachers. So mm-hmm. you've probably understand the story from friends or, or family. But um, we do have a special guest today. Yay. She is, uh, she's been a teacher for about seven years. Um, she got her bachelor's degree in early child, uh, childhood education. She is halfway through her master's. She is getting her master's currently in literacy. Uh, she currently works at the Philadelphia Charter School for Arts and Sciences as a response to intervention teacher. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to let her <laughs> explain it. So let's please welcome Nikki Peterson. Yay, hi, Nikki. Hey, hey Nikki. <laughs> I will say, I was telling Gabby, I have like first day of school nerves because you were saying that you feel nervous coming on here. I feel nervous. You, you, it's like meeting a celebrity. Like you're a hero I right now during famous. the pandemic. <laughs> you are. So you weird. are famous. Even like listening to you guys do your introduction, like I've heard it on your podcast, but I've never <laughs> seen you do it in real life. Are you starstruck? A little bit. <laughs> in real time. It's so weird. Like, I don't know why I just kind of thought you like edited it together, but you say it in yeah. real time. Does everybody hear that? It's live. It's okay. Live. We're great. So any conspiracy <laughs> theories out there, it's live. Like, no, but <laughs> obviously you've been doing this for seven years mm-hmm. and I can imagine that during your initial training to be a teacher, you were never trained Mm-mm. to do what you're doing now, which is virtually teaching and to just just kind of be everything to the students which what you normally are before quarantine but now it's through a computer yeah it's hard I don't think people like realize to begin with like Mm -hmm. how much of your lives you give up as a teacher Mm -hmm. yeah like even before the pandemic like I mean I left the classroom two years ago um just because it it was just it was so much like I'd have days where I would go to school get to school at 6 a.m get home from school at 6 7 p.m like it, it's just an all-day thing and even yeah. when you're home you're constantly worrying about, worrying about your the kids student. right right always so can you describe your job because it's not you're not like a history teacher no okay. so my role right now is um to help students that are struggling in either reading or math and i give them the supports that they need to get them caught up okay so my role goes either one of two ways so if they just needed that extra supports to get caught up, mm-hmm. I, I give them what they need. They get caught up and I take them off my caseload. Um, or at the end of me working with them, I um, get in contact with special ed and we get them an IEP right. and we go that route. So they're either working with me just to become like right where they need to be right. or get an IEP if that's what they need. How many students do you have? Do you, do you only focus on one grade? I only focus on one grade. So I am second grade. Um, I think in my school, it's a little different than like a school out here in the suburbs because so many of our kids have so many 
needs yeah. yeah so we have an rti instructor per grade okay so wow I and that's focus, what you are an rti mm, i focus just on second grade i have about 18 kids right now um but that could change like yeah it's all fluid just depending on right. who needs what and um how many kids i exit out of rti per year now did you come out of college knowing that you wanted to be an rti no not at all so i came out of college thinking i wanted to run a classroom like mm-hmm. it was going to be great you like look at teachers and you think it's all going to be sunshine and rainbows uh-huh. and all of your kids are going to like listen to you, you and look at yeah. <laughs> but it's just not like that um it it's a lot it's it's really difficult uh i feel like at my school in particular, there's so many kids with so many needs and yeah. a lot of those needs come out as like behavior issues. Yeah. And starting there, you either know how to deal with it and you figure it out or you don't and you end up quitting. Um, so luckily I was able to figure it out, but just like that constant level of always redirecting kids yeah. instead of teaching, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Oh my God. Y- you yeah. mentioned you either learn how to do it or you end up quitting have Mm -hmm. you from your um your teaching experience have you been in an environment where there are situations where teachers just can't handle it and they end up quitting oh yeah so um because it's a charter school we see a lot of first year teachers Mm -hmm. which is great they come in and they're really excited and (laughs) in the back of your head and then you just watch the hope like (laughs) you (laughs) diminish from their eyes every day just (laughs) the flames slowly go out and like you feel bad for them but at the same time it's like you learn quickly this is for you or this is not for you and you'll know by week two because if they're still here at week two it's for them if they're not it's it's not for them and that's okay is that just because of of the charter school in the area that you're in yes so okay i don't know if if a lot of the teachers realize that like we 99 percent of our kids live below the poverty line so with that comes just a lot of like issues in itself right um most of our kids have ptsd wow. a lot of them just have like outbursts and and just issues that are so difficult for a lot of people who haven't experienced that and that's because that's beyond around. teaching and that's beyond what colleges yes. prepare you right oh, yeah. as a teacher absolutely and as you were just saying you said like most kids that have been through trauma or have learning disabilities like they showcase that through behavioral issues because they don't know how else to showcase it Mm -hmm. and as a teacher like they probably think like if you're internalizing that so much and not seeing it from a different perspective you probably think you're an inadequate teacher you're like i'm not meant to do this job because i can't help this person as opposed to changing the way that you teach because it's this like it's adapting crying out for help Uh it's adapt or die method yeah yeah and i mean in addition to that there's a lot i mean most of my students are students of color so um there's a lot of teachers that are white that come into my school thinking that the kids need to adapt to their way of teaching Mm -hmm. and that's just not the reality of it and if you come in with that mentality you're not really going to get very far in my school um a lot of my kids are achieving not where they should be they're they're behind so it's just like the constant pressures of um like the education system telling right. you that your kids need to be here by this time and your kids aren't there. So that takes a mental toll on a lot of things too. Have you been at this school for the entire duration of your teaching yeah. career? And I oh, wow. love it. I love it. I mean, it, 
there's so many people and my parents included that are like you need to get into a school in the suburbs like you need to get closer because it would be quote unquote easier i guess to manage yeah and i mean my my last year of being in the classroom was really rough um i had a really violent group of kids how long were you in the classroom for you said two years. five years oh and you just left it two years ago and i just left two years wow so my last year of being in the classroom so I guess it, it's my fifth year of teaching. I had a really violent group of kids mm-hmm. and I was getting like attacked and oh. hit and punched. And um, my grade partner at the time was pregnant and she was attacked by one of her students. Oh, wow. So both classes were watching as I was like grabbing this kid in the hallway. He was slamming the door on her. She was pregnant so it's like traumatic and what what grade was this second grade because like i wow. said that's beyond teaching like you yeah. that's th- like you're not sitting there teaching like a history book you have to teach yes. them how to be in a classroom and yes that goes so beyond the school mm-hmm. and the the, yeah. uh, the a lot of time to yes teach. and i think there's a lot of people that don't realize that wow that like teaching isn't just teaching like you have to add just therapy so onto it like you're, yes. you're a therapist yes yeah and um i mean it sounds crazy like even when i say this out loud it's just, it sounds crazy that that was my day-to-day but i loved it it's so rewarding yeah um because you're really like establishing a relationship with your students right and the most difficult students are the ones that i feel like i connect with the most oh. and even to this day like they'll still email me like i think oh about that's them great even the kids that have like left the school and have gone on to either something called an APS, which is um, a school that they're placed in for needs that we can't meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even those kids, I, I just think about them all the time. Yeah, like, but you never gave up crazy. on them. And it's no. like, I, I give you so much credit for even having to do that in the day to day and you being faced with, I can't handle this, but how can I learn to handle this? And right. how can I learn yeah. to better manage the children? Like you've, you chose to rise in that situation and i that's that's a lot it's a lot yeah that's so much about myself as a person like just through all of this do you think you found your calling um to some degree i think that you seem to really love to help kids i do when i was in the classroom if you asked me this question i'd say no It, the classroom life just wasn't for me. Right. Now that I'm in a position where I can teach. And actually help them. And actually help them. Yeah. I feel like, yes. Like this, I could see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't know if I would ever want to go back into a classroom. Well, that's right. not where you were your best self either. Like no. you're having to play and wear 10 different hats yeah. Yeah. on top of your 10 different roles. That's, I, was I think that's too much for too anybody. Too tired. On top of having to go home and... and be a wife and right? be a wife take care of a and house i mean i still tutor after school and right now i'm in grad school i just wouldn't you got a lot you know, a lot of things of going that. on so what's the, too much. so your grad school program how will that yeah. help towards what you're doing right now so i am in my master's program for literacy um everything Does that, that i mean learning, english and writing yeah like so <laughs> it, it, it means reading writing speaking listening all of that so uh everything that i'm learning right now it's just so weird that i can apply it directly to my job right like i have been able to help kids who can read fluently and their writing is just not where it should be and i'm like oh wait learned about that in my grad class and i know exactly it's so tailored 
yes, yes. That's, that's really so cool it is it, it's nice i mean as much as i hate having to do grad school on top of like working full-time and like just being a human outside of work <laughs> um it is nice to be able to just apply everything that i've learned right directly to my job yeah and it has helped my job so much so so what what made you decide to go into teaching is it something you always thought about doing no it's so weird so I was a terrible student growing up, <laughs> like was just would do the bare minimum to get by. And if I got a C, I was like, that's great. I got a C. This is fine. Um, and then I had one one teacher in high school who, oh, who cared. Yeah, oh, it sounds so cliche. Yeah, but that's why you're so good at what you do. Because I, like, of that experience. I feel like if you could inspire me to want to do something in mm -hmm. high school, then like it was a special teacher. That's so awesome. she was just great. Like, was there a reason why you did, did the bare minimum in school? Like, did you just not care? Did, like, no, I didn't care. And you just, I was at school for social reasons. Like I came to school every day to talk to my friends. It was your escape from home or just, yeah. And yeah. just like, I just wanted to like hang. I didn't really want to learn. <laughs> didn't want to study. Didn't want to do homework. And I just wanted to hang. And a teacher could have looked at you and been like, you know what? She doesn't care. Why should I care? Yeah. We're just yeah. going to let her get away with doing the bare Honestly, minimal. Right? And I'm sure that has happened Most of the so many times. 100%. And right. I probably never saw it. I mean, I give my teachers hell growing up. Like mm -hmm. I was that bad kid who just didn't care. Like I phone calls home all the time. My sixth grade teacher was my aunt's neighbor and my family got to hear all of the bad things that I did in her class. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah, and I think kind of having that experience growing up has helped me too in the position that uh, I'm in. Because yeah. Oh yeah. It's Cause you can, you're the prime example of that like just cause you're a bad quote unquote student doesn't yes. mean you're a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, there's other things that you need to work out that you just don't know how to ask for what you yeah. need. Uh -huh. You don't know what you need. And, and I'm, I'm sure there's moments where you see, kids acting up and you're like that was me yes that, that's why that you, was it, me that's why you that so i think yeah. is why i love my job so much because i from the second i got started teaching said to myself i'm going to teach my kids the way i would have wanted to be taught at their mm -hmm. age yeah and that's awesome i think that has helped so much like just yep. tr it sounds bad but tricking them into learning like yeah i didn't want to do anything if there wasn't a reason for it so you just trick them into thinking that there's a reason for why they're learning what two plus two equals and yeah. i say this i say this with working with different types of managers in my previous work fields you can't be the same kind of management manager to every single employee mm -hmm, yeah. because everybody learns things differently. Yep. So right. for you to just apply one management style to 50 of your employees doesn't work well. So you have to cater to kind of each person's right. needs. And yeah. that, that's how, that's how you become a great manager. Right. Yep. But I can imagine that's how you also right. become a great teacher. Yeah. And it takes a real teacher to realize that too. Uh -huh. Right. I mean, like it, like not being able to realize that you could end up being a teacher. That's like, they're just not applying themselves. They don't and get not it. Care, Cause like yes. you, you think, like you said, most of the teachers that came to your school wanted the kids to change their learning styles based on the teacher. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. no, right. like they're, they're the kid like that. That's how they genuinely learn. It's like, why wouldn't you help them and right. change the yeah. way you teach? Yeah. It's interesting that you said that because one of the first things that you learn going to school to become a teacher is this like whole band-aid theory thing. Uh -huh. um, and it, it's always stuck out to me. One of my professors did it and I thought it was so brilliant. So, you, you go up to somebody and you're like oh you have a cut on your elbow and you put a band-aid on their elbow and then you take out a band-aid and you put it on the next person's elbow and the next person's elbow until someone realizes 
oh, wait, I don't need this. I don't have a cut on my right. elbow. And it just kind of goes to show if you give all of your students the same exact thing, you're not really helping them. Yeah. Uh, because yep. not everybody has a boo-boo on their elbow. Wow. And not everybody needs the band-aid. Maybe they uh-huh. need some Neosporin instead. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> they need just like a little bit of TLC. Yeah. yeah. Need a kiss. Exactly. And Oh, that's such that's that's cool. That was like a light bulb moment. Yeah, that was a light bulb moment. But again, like I that's not to go against how teachers teach. Like Mm -hmm. I can't imagine having 30 kids all with different boo boos that I need to tend to differently like that. that Right. On top on top of taking care of yourself on top of taking care. And you're just not like I said, you're not given the help, the finances, Mm -hmm. the attention, the resources that you need to time tailor to every child's needs. Um, I just, I just think, but based on what you're saying and the, your perspective, I think that's what makes you a, a great person to be mm. around these kids. For yeah. sure. Thank you. Like, oh, uh, so it, it's, it's a shame that you're that our the kids favorite teacher had to <laughs> miss out to some degree of, because of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming when you found out that you were going virtual, mm-hmm. since you're not the the teacher of the day for ev- for every single subject, yeah, that virtually the kids would get sent to you. Mm-hmm. Now I can imagine as a kid, especially in a lower poverty um, area, that was it hard for them to access um, online? Yeah. School? So, let my, alone wake up for it my, and be attentive yes. on top of all the things that they're dealing with probably at home. I think that's the challenge. My school has handled this like so well. Um, we from have day one. From day one. Wow, we've that's put awesome out to hear. Hot spots so that every kid could have internet. Oh wow! Every kid already has an iPad, so they just got to take from them the home. Yes, that's wow. awesome. We've really like gone above and beyond. Like administration, all the teachers have gone above and beyond just to make sure that every kid has exactly what they need um, at all times. We still feed them every day. Parents can yeah. come pick up lunches. So wow! So the yeah. your school does services mm-hmm. delivery or just them th- no, they, they can pick up or come by. They come pick up, um, but the fact that they have just done so every much, day, yeah, that's incredible. Like you can yes. pick up your lunches. So I think what they do is like it's like twice a week they pick up all their breakfast and lunches for the week. So, but oh because God. we're a Title One school legally, we have to do that. We have to provide right. free breakfast, right. free lunch for all students. So COVID or not COVID. COVID yeah. or not right. COVID, all of them get Because at the end of the day, they're breakfast. still enrolled. Yes. Yeah. So the fact that we've been able to do that during the pandemic, I think is just one of the most important things. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's a... Have you had... Now, is there any issues with parents having to pick it up? Because I'm assuming most of these parents still have to work. Like how, so like, that's where and second grade is a is that age like you can't leave the kid alone either to to be on virtual that's school by where themselves. it gets weird because i think that me being like my parents always worked growing up yeah so same in same. the back of my mind i was always like well they're working during the day how are their kids going to right. do school and how are they going to get their lunches but really a lot of these parents work in healthcare or okay. just have like different jobs. They're mostly home with the kids during the day. Okay, whether okay. they're working from home or yes. not actually at so, work that day. Okay. Um, and if it's not the parents, it's older siblings or yeah. cousins or aunts and uncles. So a lot of the kids have support during the day, oh, which great. is like amazing. Um, and nice. if they don't, they're at daycare or a community center that's set up so that they can do their Zoom classes at the community center. So really, it's it's worked out well. I mean, wow. be- so much better than I ever thought it would. 
Yeah, because I, I talked to a lot of my um, teacher friends, and they had still have because they're not fully 100 percent back in mm-hmm. person yet that they've had a lot of issues getting their kids to show up on the zoom classes yeah. and then hand in any kind of work because yep. most kids it's it's one thing it's hard to get a kid paying attention when you're in school for that duration of the day right. and then to get them to hand in work and it's like it doesn't really feel like school because you're at home right. and you're in your bed and yeah. it's still a pandemic and you don't really know what you're doing. And teachers don't really know what they're doing because right. they weren't trained for this. Yeah. So it's easy to lose momentum. Yep. And my, my friends are having an extremely hard time. It is hard. Trying to get their kids to care. It, it, yes. That's a thing is it's getting them to care. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, my school has just figured out a way to do Damn. it. And like, I can't say enough good things. Right. Really. We just had a meeting today uh, about how we are at 91% attendance every day. And we've never been there ever. We've been like 70s on a good day. So the fact that we can get so many kids signing in. During a pandemic. That's wild. During a pandemic. I mean, they're not always turning work in, but the fact that they're They're logging in. As long as they're logging in. I I had a really deep fear that kids were like just basically going to have to chalk this year up as a loss Mm -hmm. because of just like how many hardships the teachers have to learn on their own yeah. and then the kids have to learn to yeah. adapt and by the kids are so young yeah, like, like this uh, is half of them can't even comprehend what the hell a, this is a pandemic is doing. And, and you do have to give some kind of slack but right to to know that there's actually like schools out there that, that are doing whatever thriving. they can, th- like thriving yeah. in this yeah. it's crazy i'm genuinely surprised and, and yeah. i mean like they the kids for the most part are going to be behind like there's, sure. there's so many things that you can't do virtually. Right. I mean, I'm not in school and I'm behind. Like, I just, <laughs> like, like, have you felt, you know, what, what's been the hardest challenge for you virtually? My position virtually is just impossible to do. Right. Because you need that, like, in-person connection. Yeah. Because so it's already a one-on-one, right? Like, it's you're already possible. teaching from and a one-on-one small perspective. groups and um, just being, like, Luckily, the program that we use, I can pull up online and, like, I share my screen with them so that they can see what's on my screen and we can read together. But um, I kind of feel useless, like, for the most part, just in my position. Yeah. Because I I can't be there with them, like, helping them. Reading is one thing. I mean, we could do reading online and it's fine, but math is another. And Common Core math is no joke. So uh, doing that virtually kind of sucks. Yeah. Like big time. Are there any type of new skills or tips or and tricks that you've had to kind of pick up or adapt to? Yeah, just being more tech savvy. Hmm. Tech savvy, okay. Because I'm not. Yeah. And th- that's actually an- that's another thing that on top of being all that you are, mm-hmm. you have to learn to be the tech support. Like I, I hear my roommates sometimes take calls from parents of them asking her to how to hook up the system on their computer and oh she's like oh my god she's like, I, that's my I don't nightmare know. Yeah. I, I just don't know like nobody taught me how to hook it, hook it up yeah. on your computer yeah. it sucks it's my nightmare too you're everybody's oh, go-to <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes and and your teachers ev- contact you yeah yeah because um like they have 30 kids to worry about and like I don't always have that. So the uh, this week we gave uh, an assessment just to kind of see where the kids were, mm-hmm. and um, the class that I was in, the code to get onto the assessment wasn't working. So, like that's where Pure I'm panic. like I feel like <laughs> I need to run around like a chicken with my head cut off because right. I don't have the thirty kids looking at me being like, uh, "Excuse me, Miss Peterson, this isn't working." <laughs> right. So like, I could do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff to try to get right. it to work and everything. So. 
Yeah, I mean, but the the teachers that I work with are amazing, though. Like, Uh they've been giving, like, 150% this whole year. That's awesome. And they're really doing such a good job. It's so so refreshing to hear hear that. To just a group of adults that really care. You know, that's that's awesome. That's really cool. So you are a teacher, a counselor, a mentor, a tech support, babysitter, a mom, mom, a therapist, a therapist, a doctor. (laughs) You're wearing all these hats to provide care and attention to other people. So after a long day, like what do you do to disconnect? Because obviously like you're working from home. So the classroom is now your home. Yep. That's the hardest part because I really struggled during the pandemic. When I was in school, it was like I'd have that hour drive home. Right. And I could just like listen to a podcast and unwind. But now it's like you go from your dining room table to your living room and you're like, you just feel trapped in your work all the time. Yeah. So right. um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I got really into running and like would run 30 miles a week and Holy just shit. clear my head because I needed it. It was just so stressful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just needed to be out of the house. And right. that was like all you could do because you weren't allowed to leave. Right. And it's like, like I know I had faced like personal struggles dealing with quarantine and stuff like that, but I also wasn't working on top of it. Yeah. Like it's like that learning to work from home is a challenge in itself. Mm-hmm. Learning to work from home when you're not physically able to leave the house and go anywhere. Right. And at the same time that everybody's also learning to work from home and yeah. learn from home. There's no disconnect. No, no disconnect. That's the hardest part. Was there any part of like quarantine that you found yourself liking? Like, do you like working from home? No, I hate it. Um, <laughs> and like, so my school brings the kids back on Monday. And Fully. F- uh, hybrid. So okay, so half and half. Yeah, there's A days, B days. Okay. Gotcha, okay. And there's like Monday, Tuesday, some kids come in. Thursday, Friday, some kids come in. Did your school give the children, parents, and teachers the option if they felt comfortable uh, of coming back? Parents, yes. Teachers, no. Okay. But they offered everyone to be vaccinated, which is great. Okay. That's cool. Um, so you could either take it or leave it. Whatever you feel comfortable with. They weren't pushy either way. Parents, they gave the option to. So we have over 1,100 students in our school mm-hmm. and 350 are coming back. Okay. So they're split up between the different days. There's A, B, C, D cohorts. D is fully virtual. Uh, C is kids with like special needs that are back every day. And then between A days and B days, there'll be like between six and three to six kids per classroom so it's it's weird like some teachers are coming back with just one student that are like in person but it's nice that they have the option because they need it yeah yeah big time i'm sure the i'm sure the kids need it yeah like do you think it's like time to come back like Uh, it's tough because um the pandemic is still very real mm-hmm. and did everybody hear that <laughs> i just want to make so sure that real. everybody who's listening heard that the pandemic is real and just this week like with just teachers there we've had a case and it like it's hard it's hard because it's like it, this like this is your career mm-hmm. and like you love it and you do what you have to do but also there's so many teachers that expense? i work with that have people at home that are immune com- immunocompromised right. yeah and like you're kind of choosing between your family and your career and like right that's really and that hard. shouldn't be like that shouldn't be the case at all like that's yeah that's right. a lot and like my school was great with like hey if you don't feel comfortable coming back until you have both vaccinations that's fine stay home but it's your pto time 
so oh, that's okay. like gold to teachers yeah so that is gold to teachers that's like a catch-22 on whether or not mm. you want to do that but wow. I, I don't know if it's time i really don't right like I, i'm really torn um because you you know like you see the the repercussions of kids not going to school and like right. you see that like uh, people yes. it, it is an adjustment they are to some degree it's 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 a lesser socially version. they need and it social socially and yeah. like just like, e- everything wise they need in person like that's the whole yeah. reason we we create as humans we crave social but interaction the thing right? is but is it time it's it's coming back to school isn't what the kids think it's going to be they can't be within six right. feet of each other. That's a great point. They right. can't take their masks off. Lunch is in the classroom. Like they, they like don't it's not the school that they knew. That they no. think, yeah. There's no socializing. There's no small group work. There's right. no like fun hands-on activities. Right. You're so that's still another whole on new Zoom. adventure of adapting. Yeah. You're you're sitting. The kids are sitting at their desks, learning on Zoom, just instead of doing it at their dining room table. They're doing it in their classroom. Hmm. So that's going to be an adjustment for them. And I foresee a lot of kids being like, this isn't what I thought it was. Right. And right. Wanting to go back to being virtual. But this is like the new normal. Yeah. For right now. Which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. Wild. It's crazy to think about. Because this week last year, I would have just never, I would have <laughs> never known. When I what found out that we had two weeks off of school, You're like, like it was such a relief at in March, first of all, March, you get no days off. So right. from President's Day weekend <laughs> all the way to PSSAs, it's just one long, like, Monday, and it sucks. And the kids are crazy, and you are going crazy. So and for you, it felt like you were back in high school spring break. Oh, my God. It was the <laughs> best feeling ever. And then, like, when they kept extending it, and they're like, okay, you're not coming back this school year, it was a good feeling. It really was. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. It really because, was. Right, because, also, because you're safe to some degree. Right, and oh, your yeah. school and your work ends basically in June because teachers mm-hmm. get summers off. So basically, yes. for you, it was like, oh, it's an extra extra vacation. Yeah, and like we would do things with our kids, but it wasn't as involved as it is now. Yeah. So like they were still kind of learning, figuring it out. Yeah. But not like really. I right. think it was just a break for everybody. Honestly. Right. And you like, guys basically took it as like it's already the end of the year. We can't really yeah. do much about it. And the end of the year is rough. Like yeah. Once you get to March, it's rough. Yeah. So I think every teacher everywhere was like, this is just like, yeah, just chalk it up. It's just, it it's was just, great. It. it was like yeah. an extended summer break and it was so happy. But I'm assuming that you probably didn't think it was going to last no. th- like this long. It's one thing to be like, okay, we get an extra like month or right. two while they figure yeah. out this, this, this mini panoramic. It really, <laughs> I think it's TikTok. <laughs> It really hit me that like how sad and depressing this whole thing was when it was the last day of school last year and um it just like that's just a day that's so exciting and oh, so happy. Yeah, yeah, I remember it being like Oh my that. god, it's like just like I don't even know how to describe it. It's just such a light feeling. And right. the fact that we were doing it at home and like you couldn't say bye to the kids and Yeah. Yeah, and that day's also so reward, it's so rewarding for everyone. Yeah, you yeah, hug we, we everyone and yeah. you're like, goodbye. You, oh, you, you couldn't even like, you couldn't summer. even hand hug anybody. You couldn't write hags no. in your yearbook? I used to love the yearbook. And like <laughs> back then, I don't even think we were doing things on Zoom. So you couldn't really even see your kids. Like we were just doing yeah. everything on like, turn your work in on Seesaw. Right. But like, it's, it's really depressing now to think that. I haven't seen my kids in a year and they probably are like six years older looking. Right. Oh, and man. you get a whole new, like you got a whole new group of kids this year. Yeah. And oh, you never yeah. got to see in person. No. Oh, and that's weird. And wow. so my first year of teaching, 
those kids that my first class ever they're in seventh grade right now that's and weird our school goes up to eighth grade i was just about to ask like what your school actually yeah, went to so, so like kindergarten to eighth yep okay. so the fact that these kids are like teenagers and like i can't see them every day and like i hope that because you become a part of their lives normal yeah you really do like every time i'm on zoom with like a sibling of like yeah a kid that I taught my first year i'm like go get noah i want to <laughs> see him oh that's yeah, so cute it's so sweet like right now i have a student who um when i taught her sister my first year she was like just learning how to walk and oh she would my pick gosh. her sister up every single day like just kind of stumbling up to her on the schoolyard <laughs> and now she's like a human in second grade and it's so weird <laughs> yeah and that's gotta she's be like weird her sister's twin so it's it's just so strange like yeah oh it's so weird watching kids grow up well i i me out. i've said this about a lot of um different type of careers because i feel bad for all like the kind of first years mm-hmm. <laughs> like people that have became teachers nobody this isn't why they became a teacher to teach virtually right. during yeah. a pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at least you had uh, five years before, like you realize what field and specialize you want to go in. And then yeah. you had two years with mm-hmm. that. And then you're, you're growing into that. And so is there any advice you would give to the first time teachers <laughs> that are already, cause you've already said that you, you've seen them give up because of classroom teaching is hard on its own. Yeah. I can't imagine being a first time teacher and having to do it virtually. Doing virtually. Honestly, I think, that's so hard i know because it's just like what do you do and i feel like i always try to be like so upfront. like i my husband has a a cousin who's like going to school right now for teaching and it's so hard to be like yeah this is great and you're going to be so happy and this is where you're going to want to be for the rest of your life because it probably isn't right and um that's okay like i feel like switching careers or wanting to go back to school for something else is okay i think that needs to be normalized across the yeah. board 100 percent. like yeah. the burnout of a first year teacher is real like there's no tired like your first year of teaching tired yeah. and um they say it takes three to five years to like get used to teaching wow. and to oh like actually start to thrive in it so tell I us mean, is it true oh my Are god you used to it because yeah, <laughs> you're on your seven well, years on my though. fifth Holy year shit. i left the classroom right. so i got used to it and then i was like this isn't for me <laughs> and um i feel like i i don't know if i could go back to my younger self and tell my younger self that like it's okay to hate this like uh, i would yeah because you just feel well so then you guilty. just put so much you put so much pressure on yourself too yeah and you like go to school and and you spend however many years learning to become a teacher and then you finally after interviews and interviews get your teaching job and then you hate it and you just feel guilty for and it it's not like it's not like you got a, a broad business degree to where you can go in different fields of business yeah, you can't really do much you got a teaching degree like you have to be a teacher yeah right yep that's crazy you know. um have you have you hmm, i'm trying to try to word this has there have have there been any um relationships in your life that you think have been affected throughout you having to be a teacher during the pandemic um like obviously your students but like yeah you know when it comes to like friendships or family like has it affected anybody without you expecting it to be uh, it's hard because I, I really, over the, like, last few years, have worked hard to try to not let my career affect my outside life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because in the beginning, it really did, and I just wasn't okay with that. 
Yeah. So I feel like if anything, it has affected my relationship with my coworkers and not in a bad way, but like when you're just seeing them on like a Zoom screen, I feel yeah. like you can't be there for them in the ways that you're used to being there for right. them. Right. Wow. And like, yeah. I don't know. So if they feel alone, they're even more alone than usual right. because yes, and it's I think kind of like person. you just gotta you gotta just handle it on your own. And Ugh. I think that's probably how every teacher feels right, right now. Like right. you're kind of like, and you're probably just like working on autopilot. Yeah, it's tiring. Not I don't I don't know if Zoom for me is as tiring as being in class every day, but for teachers, I think probably it is because. Like, whereas I'm useless on Zoom, <laughs> they are giving, like, their all and then probably some. Probably 8 to right. 3 p.m. Like, what, is, is that, like, eight normal? To, yeah, probably beyond that. I, wow. I feel like it never really stops. So, what's your schedule like with you, Zoom, and then you have, like, certain kids? Like, do you yeah, get, like, like, one or two kids every hour based on the subject that the teacher's teaching? Yeah, um, that was the hardest thing to figure out, I think, right? being virtual, because... Last year, my schedule just worked so well, and I was able to see so many kids in a day. Uh-huh. To, uh, this year, I kind of just dedicate an, a day per class. And, like, during reading groups, I pull my kids out. During math groups, pull my okay. kids out. The end of the days, we have something called win time, which stands for what I need. And uh-huh. that's when I that's get to cute. pull my, like, my highest need students out, and I get to do, like, my intensive reading interventions with them oh that's cool yeah so, so kind of you you're able to still create like intimate moments of like yeah you know especially for kids that need attention and do need you find guidance. the kids responding uh no like that I mean, it's at hard that to grab time their, their attention after yeah. hours of working yes. all day and it's just because of the schedule um like my win time is at two o'clock and it's okay. right after they have their specials so um the specials teacher usually dismisses them and then to get my kids to log back into my zoom is a struggle okay so i don't always get mm-hmm. all of them yeah. and i spend a lot of that time calling parents and being like hey can you get someone so right like back the school, on? Oh, school wow. day's not over yet yeah and i mean i i can't blame them like, yeah if yeah i'm exhausted they're exhausted yeah. So I can't blame them for wanting to sign back in to right. like read a story about puppies with me when they just want to <laughs> have a snack and watch TV. And I, I, I just want to have a snack and watch <laughs> TV. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> my, so my sister is doing a hybrid learning right now. She's in high school. She's 17 as a junior. And it's so fu- it's so interesting to see like what's normalized due to today's world. <laughs> and especially where we are in the pandemic, like. I can't believe I ever went to school from 7.30 to 3 p.m. Yes. every single day. I, I can't believe that it's something that's a normal thing that we in America do. Because there's some t- days where my sister's just like, I'm so tired. Yes. Yeah. I don't have the energy. Like, I just need a mental health right. day. Like, uh-huh. I used to have to lie. Like, th- I'm like, oh, mom, I need to finish Me a project. Too. I need to yeah. stay home. Did you guys then. ever do the thing where you, like, put your temperature, the thermometer under hot water just no. to... No, I like, just sleep on the bathroom My floor. My mom... <laughs> <laughs> my mom was always like she always listened to me like i never had an issue like take like i would have to lie though and say i had a school project to finish because like there's just some days where i just didn't you wow. just you wake yeah. up and you just don't feel like it and like oh, man. you had to lie yep. about that like now my sister is like more open with what she yeah. can and can't handle and that's she's awesome though we're tired than ever yeah you're right though that should be normalized yeah, i think i think now more than ever now because of the pandemic like i think mental health is becoming so um prominent yeah it all it always should have been but now it's like maybe we don't send kids home with two to three hours worth of homework after they just had an eight 
eight hour like i think now because of the pandemic and what you can do virtually you see like what works and what doesn't like being in a classroom from nine for nine hours a day maybe doesn't work maybe Mm -hmm. starting a little later or like breaking up the day with snack time or just chill time or even like i love that what did you call it when what i need i would have loved wait having like a, a period in my, high school called what i fucking i know need. my really oh, good yeah friend, my really good friend actually she went to i i don't know what the school is called but some bougie school in the city right of how like they really genuinely are very intuitive what the child needs she says and i can't relate because i went to catholic school and have and was really strict that one she didn't have to ask to go to the bathroom like no no kids did they if they had to go to the bathroom they just had to get up but also there was an option that if you needed to stand or like the chairs and tables were optional. Yeah. During the classroom. What's up? And that if you and there was also like a chill corner. Like if you mm-hmm. just needed to take a break, <laughs> you could go to the chill it's corner. It's called flexible no, seating. No questions asked. Yep. And I'm flexible like, wait, seating. tables and chairs were optional. She's mm-hmm. like, if you felt if if you felt in your soul that day that you just wanted to stand in the back of the classroom, you got to stand in the back of the classroom. If you needed to walk around the school and take a five, yep. you got to take five. And I think so. Wait, <laughs> that's to build your mind. Like that's like that's just what what whatever you. Need. And we went to a school where if our skirts weren't a certain length, we would literally get detention. I got sent home from wearing spaghetti straps, <laughs> and I had to ask to go to the bathroom every single time. It's crazy. Uh, it it is crazy the bathroom. to listen to like I did not go to Catholic school, and like <sighs> I mean lucky. I guess my school was strict. Like maybe like I got like detentions and like suspensions <laughs> for skipping class but like i just couldn't imagine it like being so and their biggest concern being if my skirt was if my short. skirt and like what you're wearing like yeah. i i can't tell you how many times my shoes get sent i would i would get a demerit because i wasn't wearing the right sketchers the right sketchers says that's nobody what they, ever that's what they concentrated <laughs> on that's what they concentrated well, I used on to, so i when my parents got divorced that we had to move to a different neighborhood that was pretty much that was a lot further away so my mom would have to wake up early every day to drive me to school and then she would have to go back home to get ready only to drive back down to work mm-hmm. and so obviously because my we're human and we wake up late and human error and traffic and things that you can't control that if you were late to school you got detention and i'm like I, I can't like I used to make myself sick to my stomach because getting detention like, that I was nobody uh, wanted that I want and yeah. you, you get embarrassed mm-hmm. you get detention yeah. from all the kids and I just can't think like why was why I, if I can't bring myself to school why is that something I get detention for like it yeah. is it's not you're your not fault. doing anything either yeah. like you're you're doing like homeroom analysis which right. is bullshit and I just can't believe that's something that I got detention for was yeah. for being yeah. late and I think a lot of schools kind of like drill into both teachers and kids that like um, discipline's a good thing and having like a strict regime is a good thing. But really, like back to the whole mental health thing, mental health manifests in kids completely different than it does in adults. Yeah. So if you have a kid that I have had many times coming into school in the morning crying, saying they don't feel good or they're hungry, like that is their way of saying they're not feeling it today right and yeah. like it's just sad because they just want a little attention yeah or like they just needed to stay home that day uh-huh. and i think parents don't always listen to that when they're kids uh-huh. and it's really sad because if we as adults have days where we're like this i just can't do it today the kids have it too yeah and they probably yeah. have it triple more than we do yeah there's Especially a lot like we can be aware and we right. i can pinpoint like i remember a job i had like i pulled up in i was in the parking lot <laughs> 
and in my car and i'm like i can't get out of my car nope, you I'm just like i can't do i it. can't do today i i called my manager and i made up some line mm-hmm. i was like i just can't get out of my car and i couldn't i didn't even feel comfortable to say that but yeah, I, was, right. I made out something i was like i can't come in today yeah yep. and you're your own adult imagine being a kid and yeah, thinking and I'm, like, I'm gonna get in trouble by teacher mom. by mom by dad like because by principal like and I there's think so the issue is as a kid everybody tells you how you should feel and you're and not every, allowed to have feelings you're not yeah. allowed like yeah. mom i feel i i feel like i can't go to school today you're well, just you're nervous about anyway. you're just nervous about the test that you're taking or you're and lazy like, or yeah. you're lazy and you like just want to sleep you, in i think parents fail to listen yeah oh 100 percent. yeah but yeah. that's nobody listened to them either like it's, it's only it's getting better if if not right worse in the in the worst way yeah. right because like now we're noticing it more as we get older and right. we can do these things but like i said my sister goes to my mom and my mom's like okay like you, you stay home today like because my parents the end, would never at and the also end of the why day, fight though, it why fight it day, though like i used to call my dad and be like i'm so sick to my stomach about this job i hate the job and he's like okay quit yeah and i'm like no i can't quit and then mm-hmm. you talk yourself into it and it's just like wait it's not that big of a deal like yeah. i can just quit i can just call out there's nobody that's going to be at my door trying right. to kill me just for doing this yeah. it, it, yeah. it's, we make it it's so simple but we make it so difficult to even comprehend yeah. right we don't understand it right and even you saying that like your friend's school that she went to where they get to just walk if they need just a break be. and that is like the best thing i think uh, like yep. a- right. any teacher could ever listen to like if you have a kid that is just like, I just can't do this, let them go get a drink. Let them go do a lap right, around right. the hallway. Write them a pass so that they don't get in trouble and right. let them take the time they need because everyone needs that. Uh huh. And I think when we when we don't understand something, we try to control it mm-hmm. even that much more. Right. And I think because of teachers and students, you think that because you can't control it, you need to discipline them. Yeah. You need to force them into it. And it's, that's not what they need. Yeah. It's well, not spe- what they ever needed. Especially kids. Like if you tell if you tell a kid not to do this or do that, they're going to want to do it 10 oh times more. God, yeah. Right? The biggest thing for a kid is to rebel. Yep. I mean, what do they say? I mean, the most classic thing, you know, don't don't steal a cookie from the cookie jar. I I want to take that fucking cookie because I know I I can get away with it. It's right. the same thing. If you tell a kid, you know, no, you can't go to the bathroom. They're gonna want to. Well, go they're to gonna the they're, they're gonna bathroom. fight you tooth and nail to prove that they can go to the bathroom but and that they need like, to. I it, kids can't obviously like now as adults like if I were an adult, if I was in a kid body with my adult mind, I would say <laughs> why. Yeah. yeah. Why can't I go to the bathroom? That's another thing. I kids never you, ask I need, why. I need you to tell me why I can't go to the bathroom right now, and they'll be like, oh, it, it it's ten o'clock. We don't go to the bathroom at ten o'clock. Why? And the thing is, you're right. Kids don't ask why, and they should. Yeah. Like if you. Don't they're told if, not to if you don't feel right. comfortable with the answer i'm giving you and you question me why i will never be mad at you as a teacher uh-huh. because i love that you're doing that that's because right. you're a good teacher like, yeah, i don't good. want my you kids to grow that. up thinking that they're robots and they just need to do exactly what right. they're told right and I, I mean my first few years of teaching i was a control freak so if i was in the middle of teaching and a kid wanted to go to the bathroom i would say no no you don't go to the bathroom while i'm talking no wait until i'm done but like the more I think you spend time around kids, the more you realize that like, that's just not okay. And yeah. and that was like a you issue. Like you yes. having to like it being while you were talking, like that screwed you up while yeah, you were right. like in your zone or whatever, but that's not their fault. Like no, right. they don't, they don't know. They're, and they're also not intentionally trying to yeah, ruin your, no. your lesson. And you, I mean, I, th- a lot of it, I think is just the stress of teaching too. Like, right. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm not reteaching this lesson for the 10th time. You're going to sit uh-huh. here and then you'll go to the bathroom but i like what are you showing to the kids if that's the right that you're right being? right 
like that they can't be their own person and yeah. I, I don't know i have an issue with that the older i get the more i feel like i have an issue with like adults suppressing kids and uh-huh. like turning them into their little right. minions and, and also we were raised like that too right yeah. like we were raised in a classroom where shut up if i'm speaking mm-hmm. no you cannot go to the bathroom no you, you can't feel shamed and embarrassed no you can't everything. go to the nurse and it's no not okay. yeah sometimes you just need to get up and walk around like even me I, yeah I, yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Like sometimes, even when I was in the classroom, I'd be like, "Can you just watch my class for a right. sec? Because I need to get out of here." When I was in college, and I noticed that somebody was eating chips in the back of the room, <laughs> I kept looking at them. Like, I'm like, "Oh my god, they're eating chips!" Like the professor, hello, they're <laughs> eating back here. And then, at the, and then I was like, "Wait, we're I'm it's literally an adult. Yeah. I'm paying." <laughs> Tens of thousands of dollars I'm here right now. I can Somebody eat whatever. Is hungry. Chip. Like <laughs> I was like slurping down my iced coffee before I got in because I didn't know I was allowed to have iced coffee in the classroom. And then it's just like that's wild. And, and then you have then you see kids with their phones out. Yeah. And it's like it is. We are all adults. We're all here, and I like. I think obviously to some degree it is probably disrespectful to chew loudly or to be on your phone. Like, but that is also like your prerogative. Yeah. Like I, if right. I'm hungry, I need to eat. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. thirsty. I want to be right. on my phone. Your I have to check something. Needs. Right. And kids need to think about school as an escape now more than ever. Right. Yes, like, do. especially in your yeah. situation in the school that you're working at, like kids need to know that like a school building can be their sanctuary or somewhere where they right. can just like, you know, be themselves or let loose or go for help. And it's like, we, I didn't have that when I was I younger. Was it had to be a certain degree uh, outside. Of, it had to be a certain temperature of, of heat-wise to where we were allowed to have our water bottles underneath our seat. If it wasn't it's, hot out, crazy. we weren't allowed to have right. water bottles. It is on crazy us. hearing stories <laughs> yeah. about, like, Catholic school. That's suppression. I mean, both of that my parents suppression. grew up in Catholic school, and, like, even hearing their yeah. stories and uh-huh. hearing your stories, and some of the teachers that I work with went to Catholic school, and, like, yeah. they would tell me their stories. I can't wrap my head around it's, this. It's what I it's mean. Cr- now that I'm like talking we, about we it, went, it's crazy. We went to school in Pennsylvania. Our winters get cold. We had to wear skirts all year round. And a lot of girls, I, I know me too. Liz, you probably did too. You would go into school wearing sweatpants underneath your skirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you got in the classroom, you had to take your sweatpants yep. off because then you would get a detention. Yep. So funny you Which say that. Which is wild. I was legitimately cold. cold. My school, we also have uniforms. So the girls wear their skirts um, they have collared shirts. They all get to have a sweater that they wear over it. Yeah. The boys get to wear pants. So a few years ago, some of the middle schoolers was like, they were like, that, that's not fair. Like, yeah. I'm a girl. Why do I have to wear skirts? Maybe I don't identify as someone Love that. who Love loves that. skirts. They wrote a letter to higher up at the time saying that they didn't feel comfortable wearing skirts all the time. And that higher up who, um, I guess just couldn't see their side <laughs> and was like very old school was like tough. This How old is were they? Uniform, uh, old and a male. Exactly. Yep. That's why. So like I, Trash. why can't you just make it for pants then? Everybody can wear <laughs> pants. Well, it, d- so after that, it kind of changed. So because we're a charter school, we focus on like the arts. So they have ballet, they have all of that. Uh-huh. Um, after that, it changed. Like, you can wear your ballet sweatpants. But still, why do girls have to wear the skirts? Why do girls have to I wear skirts? Like, what if they don't feel comfortable in a skirt? Why I never felt wear comfortable wearing a skirt. Also, it, it, and not for nothing, you make such a big deal. Like, we can wear a skirt, but we can't roll it up. 
And it's like, okay, you're telling me I can wear it, but I can't wear it the way I, I, I'm, I want to wear it. Yep. And then I can't wear, I, I'll wear the skirt, but I also can't wear sweatpants underneath it to keep my legs warm. It just right. suppresses you. Yeah, I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm doing what you ask, but it's like, right. then it, it's not so, good enough. So what do you want? Like, yeah. do, do you want my skirt? Like, I, do you want to just see my legs? Just say that then. I'd yeah. rather you just say that. And it kind of like turns the female body into something it doesn't have to be. Like it, why can I roll my skirt? Not up? even se- not even not even why sexualized. Ro- like why wrong? can't I roll my yeah. skirt up? I like I, I don't know what the big deal was. Like I don't even know why I was doing it, but I wanted to do it because you c- weren't allowed. And th- that's probably that's it. probably uh, back <laughs> to being have, rebellion. Yep. Yeah, and that's I all you wanted my to legs. do. I've always have. Okay, right. And it's like if I went to and it just looks cute with like no, when but you like, have your hoodie but, on. But normal, <laughs> it does look cute. I was always very jealous of you guys. No, but also normalize like body dysmorphia at a young age. It does. Like like wearing skirts was uncomfortable like you're already forming into a young adult going through puberty, and getting your understanding period, yeah. what like a period is and like having a crush on whether it was a boy or a girl and like not knowing if you should shave your legs or not right like, and then on top of that having to be told you have to wear the skirt and it has to be this length like it's women are built different not even the skirt it's the whole uniform and that's where we got I what else did we we got in trouble for um our 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 knee our knee socks remember our, how high our socks would go. Yeah. We couldn't wear... So when you wore skirts, you couldn't wear... Well, in my school, you couldn't wear, like, like ankle socks. It no, had to be, yeah, like, knee-high socks. But think about, like... Knee-high socks or stockings. Were, were you guys all girls in your school? Yes. No. Oh. Mine was, mine was co-ed. But think about this. Think about wearing your uniform and being around all of the other girls. And at that age, you are, like, going through some serious body stuff. And every girl looks different in their uh-huh. uniform, which yeah. is all the same thing. Like, that is how BDD just gets started. Yes. Like, oh, 100%. you're looking at people who look different in their uh, yeah. uniform, which is the exact same thing that you're it's wearing. Horrible. And you're like... It sucks. You're noticing that stuff. Right. I, that's why I hate uniforms. Yeah. Like, I just... like. And I used... Let kids express themselves. Yeah, I used to d- agree with the, the, the stance on uniforms of how um, maybe that it caused issues with what kids were wearing. Like mm-hmm. maybe some kids would get um, bullied for if they were wearing something that wasn't up to style or if some kids got robbed for they were wearing like the newest sneakers. That, like I got, I, th- I, I get it from like a level of protection area, but at some point it got so, but the thing is was military, it just cost uh, it's so much money. And you yeah. think that like, well, we're going to give all of our kids uniforms because maybe some kids can't afford all of the best clothes. In, if to buy an entire uniform at my school, it costs almost a hundred dollars. Did your school provide the uniforms? No, His parents do. So yeah, we have Same. a school, yeah. uh, or, or not a school. We have a, a store close by called Kramer's that. Oh, Kramer's. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kramer's. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the parents have to go buy them. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're expensive. They are. The the sweater in itself is like forty bucks. But like, even as that's I was a lot. Even if and I also was just saying that like why why not teach the kids to not bully and not steal exactly. why are we telling the parents to 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 work around the bullies and the raw and the thieves of the world mm-hmm. of what they're wearing and then to make them uniformed yeah. like no how about you just teach your fucking students not, not to, to be steal. bullies and not yeah. to steal and not yeah. to rob somebody for their sneakers uh-huh. that's oh all Oh my god yeah i like, don't think that's easier than making parents and forcing kids to suppress how they want to into all be just I, we robots have, we could have nail polish on our hands yeah what did the nail polish we couldn't we couldn't have uh hair ribbons you couldn't wear excessive like hair accessories 
and like you guys weren't in school that long ago this sounds I like know. the 50s i know I right know, it's, doesn't <laughs> it? It, it, it's crazy this is like, like we designed. wild I, for my soft hop i said this but i told them the story before i wore um a strapless dress i was by myself to soft hop i i wanted to go by myself and i also took pictures by myself because hashtag narcissist (laughs) (laughs) i and i was so excited when the pictures finally came in and they wouldn't give me my pictures because of my strapless dress i go why did you let me take the pictures to begin with well we can't uh we we didn't notice at the time i go no i go i paid for these like this is such bullshit i'm also by myself yeah like who cares what because i have cleavage like because i have boobs that are like showing in the picture you're a woman this is i'm like it's crazy right now i know yeah. we, were, we were expecting to be shocked by your stories but, you but like no i'm like more school. shocked by yeah, yours. catholic school suppression. i can't imagine oh going to God. i think i think catholic schools are so obsessed with control they are i can't Im- yep. like, i wonder what they would have tried to control during the pandemic i wonder what they're trying to control through zoom well uniforms the, my so sister still has to wear a uniform does she go to a catholic school she does wait zoom. a minute wait a minute on wait zoom. a minute wait a minute she wears her uniform on her zoom call she has to it has to at least be her shirt Ugh. But in she's in her, her own house own though house. in her own house maddie can't have like she has to have what are they her. gonna do give her virtual detention i don't know yeah what yes. the like, that but no but nobody too. asked why normalize wow. asking why yeah. normalize asking why yeah man wow yeah i'm, I'm curious I'm like other people's great. horror stories this is like wow yeah sorry if we triggered you with our catholic I'm school like, stories it's it's wild yeah. i mean there were a lot of times where i remember thinking like so i'm gonna get like i remember one time i was in uh it was me and my other friend in grade school and we would roll our skirts and we had a nun for a math math teacher and she literally stopped her teaching in the middle of the class literally just stopped it had us stand up lifted our shirts lifted our shirts so our our stomach was exposed to check if our skirts were rolled in the middle of class and sometimes i i I look back on it now i'm like she really thought more importantly it was to check our skirts versus no but versus like teaching teaching. like you have a degree in teaching that's what you're here for you're teaching a math class you'd rather pay attention to what i'm wearing versus like hey let's finish this lesson so you can pass the test on friday and not for nothing what Wild. were the guys ever in trouble for with their uniforms? Nothing. Oh, their pants were too low, basically. But, like, but, they, but there, there's it. nothing for them to be in trouble for. But for females, right. like it was a skirt length. It was a sock length. It was a shoe style. Yeah. It was the right the hair shirt. accessories. It, it was the hair accessories. It was yeah. the nails. And it's just like, I mean, why? That opens a whole can of worms. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just, it, it's what we had to, what we have to normalize as women in any circle of life in every single area that we go through is every single level we're faced yeah with shit to deal with and shit to normalize and i don't Always think people think with. about it until you like really think about it For, yeah. like why why were spaghetti straps so triggering yeah they're not they're it's like my shoulder it, they're they're and it's like it's a body you're, you're part sexualizing exactly. my shoulder yeah it's like yes. control control the creeps in the school that can't see a female shoulder right without thinking something sexual right i'm sorry i'm sorry you making, get a boner but my shoulder's the, exposed but the, it, it's like it it that's i think that's where the shame comes from like yeah. we are shamed for literally everything, everything we yeah. do that's wild that is wild that's <sighs> not okay and like i feel like it you're just so like used to it you're like almost conditioned to be like that's normal it's fine yeah and, but you like look back on it and you're like that that wasn't fine. right at all like uh, we're talking about it now and it's not fine like yeah. it's just it's it's sick so i'm curious 
I are schools having prom? Probably not because of COVID. No. They're probably doing like some virtual shit. They're probably still They're making the girls to. wear prom dresses on the Zoom, and they still probably can't be spaghetti straps or yeah. They, they have it's crazy. Like public school is just so different. I I've heard that. I would never know. I would yeah, never know either. Like, I didn't get in trouble for things that I wore. Like I got in trouble for like leaving the building. <laughs> I mean that's, that's like fair. warranted. I think that's fair. Like I deserved <laughs> that like in school suspension. Yeah, but like nobody cared what i wore yeah i don't know why they, i don't know why they cared so much and it's like you said like so much i'd rather you care about me getting a bad grade or like failing to show up or not doing something that was like a part of the rules but no so much time of especially high school when i went to an all-girls high school it's about what so yep. much time is on what we wore which is crazy like take that time and and like check in with your students and about like their mental well-being yeah 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 man yeah well, I mean, if, if we've learned anything from the pandemic, I guess the small blessing from the pandemic is like understanding how kids' minds think. I think like kids woke, need like to kids need to ask why and kids need to be given mental breaks and snack breaks and, yeah. you know, walking breaks and all this kind of things. And, and, and so do the teachers like everybody's right. human and everybody needs a break and everybody's going through it right I now. And everybody's like learning. This whole pandemic is definitely going to change the way that schools run and it, and it should i think it should change everything how a lot of things run like just the whole system the like whole system. pssas yep. get get rid of them yep. like ju- let teachers teach mm-hmm. let kids learn and and let them alone. be let 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 teachers be let kids be let's uh, everybody so learns much. and thinks and understands at their own pace yeah hey i always say like there's so many good things that did come out of this pandemic for me and, like, I know maybe a lot of people can't say that and, like, can't relate to that. And I feel lucky that I can say that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel like I've just learned a lot about myself. And, I don't know, I've grown a lot as a person over and the past year. you learn to appreciate dur- different things. Yeah. And you just, yeah. There's just not one size fits all with how you go about right. things. Mm-hmm. And there's just other avenues to take now. Yeah. yeah. Is there a proudest moment that you've experienced during the pandemic while being a teacher? Um, Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's proudest, but, like just like students that have like reached out to me and like gotten my phone number or, or gotten my email address and like reached out to me to like mm-hmm. say that they like missed me and they really missed school oh, like kids cool. that i taught in the past that don't even go to my school anymore damn like, that, that means you like really always, affected yeah, their yeah, lives like you, had a, you made a difference on yeah, their lives that damn. always like gets you a yep. little bit that would and, get like, me too just, oh like, my god so yeah nice. that makes me like emotional thinking about <laughs> it now and like keeping in contact with parents like I'm friends with a lot of my old students' parents on social media and just, like, I don't know, keeping contact with them. Just more or less things, like, on a personal level. Like yeah. Just, like, the relationships that you form through yeah. all of this. Like that, I think that gets me more than yeah. anything else. Right. And We're honestly, I'm proud as fuck of my school. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you that's, know, yeah. That's you, like you sound, I'm, I'm proud of your school. Like, like I'm, I'm happy that and there's that's awesome. schools out there my like that. My principal, like, my ish miss jackson is just amazing like she just inspires all of the teachers and the kids to just want to be the best versions of themselves and like i say it all the time i don't ever want to work for anybody else but oh, her like that's awesome i don't care if she moves to georgia to teach i'm following her that's and i so know every cool. teacher in my school would that too. feels and like it really does start from the top yeah like yeah. it does having it really a good does. manager and a good mm-hmm. person to look up to it makes a huge difference yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah, that's um nice. where do you nice. where do you see yourself in your teaching career in the future Oh, man. 
I don't know. You don't know? I I would really love to still be at this school. Yeah. Um, like, I, I see myself here for a while. I really love it. Uh, the only thing that I think would hold me back from that is just, like, the commitment of, like, the the commute. Like, it's so far. And How far are yeah. you? Uh, in the morning, about an hour. In the afternoon, uh, an hour and a half. So, it like, it does take up a lot of your time to get there. And, like, at what point is it that, like, I have to worry about myself and, like, my family and my time over giving my time to yeah, others right um like that i think that's the only way i would ever leave my school yeah but i uh, do see myself in this position in the future definitely not in a classroom yeah right just continuing the rti yeah. mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah and wow. hopefully after i get my master's it'll open some new doors for me yeah that's we'll awesome see. september right september, september you get your master's yeah that's awesome it has been a struggle <laughs> it's not fun honestly. i mean yeah, being a fun, virtual virtual teacher getting your master's my god yeah. you're doing a lot right now zero free time zero free time <laughs> yeah. but uh, uh, but it's all worth it in the end it's not it like is. you can go anywhere anyways right no, now so i guess yeah. it's like <laughs> that's the thing i'm yeah, so lucky that all of this is happening at r- once. R- right like i started my master's during the pandemic because i had the time wow and I'm gonna damn and now you're gonna finish the it pandemic. during the pandemic yep. that's awesome what an accomplishment well we really really appreciate you joining us like and this has been all that you do Th- oh, thank, thank you, you. yeah like you're the kids of the world. No, you are a, a hero an essential worker inspiring and a nice badass to hear that but like i i feel like i'm just such a small part like there's so many people doing so much more than me and like spoken I like just, a true hero yeah, like <laughs> that's what they all say <laughs> like i i don't know i tell my teachers all the time like that i like you just you can't say it enough just how much that they've given up for their kids it's mm-hmm. just amazing and i mean when you're in it and you're running a classroom like you you know what you're doing but like when you see it from outside like how much teachers do it's it's just nuts and, and it's like you don't know and unless you have like a teacher close to you or like a friend that yeah. you know um that you'll never know what it's like to be in your shoes and yeah. how much you actually do but if you're listening to this and you haven't had a chance to say thank you to a teacher, yeah. send in a text, yep. se- send the Instagram DM, tag them on it on a nice quote. Venmo, Venmo them $10 to get a <laughs> bottle of wine or some yes. coffee. Yes, they're oh, not yeah. paid what they should be, what they no. deserve. Like they're, they're just everything to children. And I think that, and I hope the pandemic made people realize that a little bit more. I hope that changes for the future, yeah. but um, y- you do a lot. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. Well, so we applaud you. That. snaps Nikki. snaps for nikki <laughs> um so um what we're gonna bring to the table this week so actually on the uh on the on the ball uh, of, uh, of can you talk I, I know i'm just like i'm so inspired right now <laughs> but continuing the inspiration with um amazing women um bear liners so there is a company called bear liners and they are actually a um they're pretty much a mask liner that are helping prevent mask acne. Me. Yeah, mask acne have what? been huge right now during the pandemic. People bitch about it all the time. Right. People get, a, I mean, uh, you think about healthcare workers and essential workers that constantly have to wear masks uh, for when hours, basically 24 7. And, and like you're wearing makeup and you're like, why did I put makeup on? I'm wearing a mask. So this yes. helps prevent against that. I got mine and I will be showcasing it on our yes. Instagram this week. So bare liners are a safe, uh, a safe use of reusable masks um, that help minimize the actual water waste from having a washer. Reusable masks constantly and also offer a very 
sustainable alternative to the disposable masks that you have every single day. Love and they are owned uh, by a female, a badass uh, female in the medical world from New York. And wow. it's awesome to see to see some of the positivity coming out from the pandemic. And um, yeah, so we'll be featuring Bear, uh, Bear Liners on our Instagram. Please check them out. Give them a like, follow them and purchase your own Bear Liners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love females supporting females. Uh, yep. We yes, we're here for it. it. <laughs> so that wraps up episode 44. We hope you all enjoyed. And thank you so much, Nikki, for joining Thank us this you. week. All right, we'll see you guys it's next been week. Fun. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.